Welcome to the Mum Style Business Podcast. I'm your host, Annalise Warren, a marketing agency founder and CEO, business strategist, digital marketing mentor, wife, and mama of three little ones. I'll help you combine ambition and motherhood and build your business to get the profit and freedom you started it to achieve. Stay tuned for conversations with successful women in business, as well as practical marketing strategies and tips that you can action right away. So let's get into it. Okay, today on the podcast, I have Alan Costa with me, and she is a mumpreneur, a fitness trainer and champion, a women's health sexuality specialist, a tantra yoga teacher, author, and transformational coach. She's also a Brazilian mother of twins, a wife, and a former Hong Kong resident who just moved to Ireland two weeks ago. (laughs) I guess that timeline might be a little bit different, but (laughs) not very long ago. And she has travelled throughout Asia and Europe for over 15 years. Now, she has a new book coming out called Self-Care Isn't Selfish. And given that bio, I cannot wait to dig in. So, hi, Alan. How are you? Oh, great. What an incredible year we've been through. (laughs) That's all I can say. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and continue. I don't think we're quite through the woods yet, (laughs) to be honest. um, I actually just recently, you know, there has been so much going on. Obviously, it's even not fair to pour that out there when the whole world is going through everything. But um, I just recently had a realization that I am, in fact, going through a year of purification. Um, I consulted with my, uh, with some mentors and people that I always talk to. And that's what they clarified to me. It's just like, the work is being done. Don't, don't be too fussy about it, but um, you just need to take a deep breath you know don't try to stay ahead of the world because that's not the right time for it just take a break breathe and that's what i am doing so that's why like i am in ireland right now it's been just it's going to be two months i was in thailand since the my babies were born in 2018 i lived in hong kong and that's where all my professional life and my entrepreneurship really got nurtured and got me to where I I was before having the babies and then I had the babies <laughs> and that was another thing and then when I finally felt that I was prepared to roar <laughs> in 2020 then all of this happened but um so I I believe that um I I could be very proud of all those titles and it got to a place where I finally can say it that way. So, you know, the elevator pitch (laughs) that we all, um, to some people it's easier than others. I struggled a lot to come up with just that. So I'm, I'm proud, but at the same time, I hope it isn't something that stands on the way of me me being able to work with the people I want to work with and be the cause of transformation. So mm-hmm. so maybe tell us a little bit about your story and how that came to pass. So you left Brazil about 15 years ago. And then what are sort of, you know, maybe some highlights 
from there um, so we can get to know you a little bit. All right. So um, I think I was a girl who just had hopes and dreams and I felt like in my own country, unfortunately, it's a beautiful place and people are amazing. But unfortunately, it wasn't the place for me to, um, to really shine. And there was not really great opportunities. So I just felt like, oh, I got to the best I could get at my indus- in my industry as a performing artist. And then I thought, okay, if this is it, like, it doesn't work for me. So I had the opportunity to travel to the other side of the world, China first, from Brazil, straight to China, um, as a performing artist. And from there is that I found out this, this spark that I had, this drive I had for um, exploring what is what is the most that I can do? And then I just jumped from being a performing artist to working on my personal development and personal growth. I became a trainer, a personal trainer. And then at the time I was already in Hong Kong, which now is back to China, but at the time I was there, I was very separated. So Hong Kong was this vibrant cosmopolitan city, the city of entrepreneurs, of whatever ideas you came up with worked. And people were just happy to inject money and support you and market you. And me, I was, a, I was single at the time, young, full of energy, didn't need to sleep. <laughs> so I worked, I'd say, um, from 18 to 20 hours some days. And that created the opportunity for me to explore things. Okay, I'm a personal trainer. Mm, that doesn't do it for me. So I want to be a coach, a life coach. Not exactly. I want to be a yoga teacher. So I could try different things. I studied a lot because money wasn't an issue. Time wasn't an issue. So that's how I, I got like so different experiences. And I could study, get certified mm-hmm. and practice and teach and just try things out. Um, and then finally, I thought that after having coaches and mentors and just trying things out and not being scared of taking risks and fail, <laughs> but that's what all mentors would always tell us. And I was in a good place for that. I had nothing to lose really. So in 2018, January, I launched my den premium fitness high level coaching program online and then i found i was pregnant of twins so i had to shut it up (laughs) and like motherhood was another thing i think motherhood since this is the right place to speak of was not on my plans so there was uh, quite a shock and it obviously it just changed. I think transformation came later. It just changed my entire life. I had to just scrap everything, start from a blank, and I to a, from a point where I had no idea what I was going to do then because I wasn't gonna go back to fitness as it was, and I had no clue. 
how life would be and how I was going to be as a woman as well, what, what type of woman I was coming out from then. So it was just this year that I, I just came from my own experiences, my own journey. And I think that's the best place to come about is when you go back to yourself and, uh, okay, this is what has been working for me. And there is more people who are going through the same experiences. So I, that's what I want to do, work with women. And they have been going through the same journey as me, where they are, um, they are ambitious in a way. They know what they want, but they are just, they don't have that foot in. And that's where I started again. So the Goddess Academy came to life at the beginning of 2020. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking us through that journey and being so real and honest because, yeah, motherhood can be a lot. And I know that there's a lot of women that they feel like that is their calling and they love being at home with their babies and they they want to, you know, they, they dream of being a mother from when they're a little girl and then, and that fulfills them. And then for me, I didn't find that that was the case. I wanted to be a mom and I thought I would be a stay at home mom and our children were planned, but six months in to being a mom, I was going bananas. Like I was going crazy and I wanted to work and I wanted more and I wanted, I loved being a mom and I still, I mean, I'm having my fourth child in two months, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and all of them have been, been planned and wanted and all of that. And I love being a mom so much, but I just need more than that. I love my work and I want, I, I want the combination and I want to pursue my ambitions and all of that. And so I totally, I hear what you're saying when it can put you back. And even now, so we're planning at the moment, obviously I'm having a child in two months. And so life's going to look really different again. I have a lot of support. I mean, I mean, my husband is amazing. He more than does his fair share of, of the parenting. So, but still at the start, I mean, I'm going to be sitting breastfeeding for how many hours a day I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the one that needs to get up in the middle of the night, who knows how many times. And yeah. so it's obviously, I mean, it would be naive of me to say it's not going to affect where we're taking the business or where I want it to be or, you know, or, or hold us, hold us back for a little while or slow that down. And so thank you for, um, yeah, for, for being real about how you felt about, about that, I mean, because I think a lot of women don't want to admit that, you know, know. It, it put a spanner in the works because it, we think that by saying that it means we love our children less or people perceive we love our children less. And it's just not the case. I mean, um, if you see me with my children and my family right now, um, and I'll go back to this in a second, but before then, uh, that would, that would not be, um, a question. Do I love my children, put them first because, I like it's unspokable. Like um, you can't even put words to it. Yeah, exactly. Like they were literally that missing link on all what I have been looking my entire life. You know that that 
purpose that I have been looking in everywhere. I've been, I went to India. I spent three months in India and I went to the mountains and I did this and that to uh, look for that thing that would keep me going. And that's it now. I found that. It put me on the track. So that's out of question, but honestly, it was, <laughs> I hadn't a clue before I actually became a mom on what I was getting into. No clue. And that's where it wasn't possible for me. Um, even if my friends used to joke with me, they're like, even if you wanted to go back to your previous life, because you're having twins, <laughs> like physically, it was not possible because I've always been on the go. I was proud of being a fast person. That was what people usually counted on me for, like less mean at this, less mean at that. And it was great. It was a great experience. But now I, I see things in a different light. But physically, my body won't ever go back to being the same. And I have just come to the terms of it. You know, so it's really finding out the new woman that I am and honoring her and then taking her and like, okay, what can I do with her now from moving forward? So... Yeah, it was, I like to say, it was the hardest thing in my life was to become a mom. But yeah, that was also the best thing for me. And I couldn't know that before, obviously. Yeah. So talk to us about how you started to rediscover the woman that you, that you are now. Right. So um, I feel like a lot of the things, the, the resources and tools that I started tapping into, I already had. Studying Tantra, being a Tantrika, did give me a lot of life resources, relationship, how I, how I deal with myself, because there was a lot of... Tantra is, a, is very different from what most people think. Um, maybe, maybe can you tell us about that? Because I... Have I'm very ignorant. I have no idea. <laughs> you, you'll be. You'll have to. You'll have to educate me. Yes. No. Um, I actually. You know. It's a new. It's a new series uh, on Netflix. And I, the name. I. I was just watching it the other day. I will have to find the name, but it has a whole episode on just tantra, and it's. On point and now I'm so happy that we have more about it it's becoming more available because it has been kept such a mystery and such a, a dark thing and what comes to mind for most people is something to do with dark sex pornography and uh, something that you don't really want to go there or if you do you were a little bit edgy and it's not really you know um, it's a path of spirituality. It's yoga. So you do practice a lot of yoga. There's a lot of breathing exercises. However, because Tantra masters energy um, and we believe energy is everything. This chair you're sitting, the food, the food you eat, your thoughts. Well, phys uh, physics explain energy really well. And it's the same. But for Tantra, the sexual energy is the most powerful energy because it's literally the energy that creates life. Now, when you think about like 
the very primal feelings of sexual energy used in the sex per se or the love making or even before those stages when you are dating or when you meet a person and you feel all those those exchange like the chemistry all these feelings and the the tension like it's so nice right it's something it's being alive you feel aliveness you feel excitement you feel motivation that's when people say like oh uh you take care better of yourself you know you wake up in a different mood and you have more energy throughout the day because that new spark is in your life so for tantras we just treat that as energy so if you can take that energy and just channel it to every other areas of your life be in wellness career finances all of your relationships not just uh, love but like family friendships work and sexual energy is creativity pure creativity and its power so if people could really tap into that what would be the possibilities right like you can even put a limit to it if people just tapped a little bit into that and area by area of their lives they started just putting that energy and that passion and that motivation and the same spark and the same uh, fire it's a different life and i'm not saying that life my life is perfect every single day and that i wake up every day four in the morning and i pump it up on my workouts and get the kids ready and the whole day is perfect and i'm in a happy mood and this and that because there's so many other aspects right and as a woman as well we have our cycle and we have to respect the cycle as well but um just knowing that and having the tools to access. I can just say there were many times in my life where uh, recovery from a heartbreak or from um, even financial situations or when you needed to dig yourself out of something, my process was faster than it would be uh, to most people. So, and those are tools that are very accessible. It's not rocket science. It's nothing too crazy or too fancy. It's not like mystic rituals. Um, you can just implement them in your daily life. And uh, meditation is one of those things, obviously yoga practices, but like there are other things as well. And we respect a person because we are all different. So there goes a little bit of Ayurveda and understanding how your body deals with emotions and uh, how you physically process food and thoughts and things like that. So that is Tantra. <laughs> Thank you so much. That, um, you're right. It sounds like having that, having that, um, that level of, of passion in all areas of your life. Um, I can see, I can see what you're talking about in terms of it's just night and day to how a lot of people live and approach things and, and all of that. So thanks for sharing. Um, oh. <laughs> I can so go let's on. dig into, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> we are, we're going to go on. So let talk to us about some of those things that 
we can implement into our daily lives. And is that, is this the sort of thing that you have incorporated into your book or is this, yeah, it is perfect. Um, yeah. So let's dig into some of those, those strategies that you have utilized and that you coach other women on in terms of self-care and looking after themselves and all of that. Okay, so uh, I'm just like trying to streamline very quickly here is um, three points that I really want to, to talk. Um, so regarding the book, the interesting thing is that I had a book written before this one. And, uh, but what happened is with not only 2020, but actually my own experience after becoming a mother was what made me push this book for for being the first to be published because i think it's more urgent and um it's a confession i refer to my book i refer back to my book as a workbook so it was more like you know what like i i started writing and there is a few um like practices and guides that are very helpful especially like people talk a lot about self-care but in reality like what do we know about self-care how do you practice self-care so there were very simple practical points there and i i still go back to it because it's been very easy to forget or fall off the track because i have been moving country and home and routines and this and that so I'm so glad that I actually have that in hand. And um, what happened was that, again, motherhood, being this woman as a mother was completely foreign to me. Um, I never had my cycle before in my life because I was on birth control pills my entire life since I was 14. So. Just to explain, um, not in scientific terms at all, but what happens is that when you take birth control pills, what happens is you don't ovulate. Simple as that. Because you don't ovulate, you don't really have your cycle, you know, like the waves that happen to the women. And I knew in theory what happens to a woman in the cycle, but I didn't experience until just uh, like a year ago. It's very recent. And that was crazy. First of all, being uh, when I was pregnant, the hormones were driving me crazy. I didn't know what to do with myself. But it's the pregnancy, the hormones. Everyone kept telling me that, you know, just hang on. And I had one concern, though, that after my babies were born, whether I was going to have... Um, postpartum depression because it was so bad what I felt doing being pregnant and my previous to that my entire life I had been pretty consistent never PMS in my life ever did not understand what that meant so now this woman with her full cycle full force and having to now deal with the balancing of hormones and understanding myself, how I relate to my husband, and um, even the relationship with the new people around me, it was all like really overwhelming. And I had to go back to self-care. 
So that is why that book is so close to my heart because I knew what to do, but I wasn't doing it. So one simple exercise, I'm not going to go around it too much, um, but it's very effective, costs nothing. It's a quick exercise even, depending on the person, but it's going to probably be the hardest thing most women will ever dare to do. And I like to tell my clients or, um, or my students, first thing in the morning, when you wake up, whatever else your morning routine, it doesn't matter. You go to the mirror and look at yourself. And you are going to start by saying kind things to yourself. Now I have a little bit, I have this exercise a little bit more elaborate. Um, like you can start by saying seven affirmations of Ellen, I am proud of you for no, and you can say seven things that you're proud of yourself for. And then after that, you can say uh, seven things that you forgive yourself for. And then seven things that you commit yourself to. Or the most simple, because it, this, is, this can be so, so, so hard to some men or women, but because I work mainly with women, um, uh, it's so hard for them to just look at themselves in the mirror, in the eyes, and say one nice, kind, loving thing. It has taken, to some of the students, it has taken months to break through that. And then that's the most simple exercise. And that's the one that I will start with. And there are many other things, there are more elaborate things, for sure, there's body self-massage and self-touching and self-observing and this and that but like if they can do this one then uh you can you can only imagine where we at right yeah yeah you're right it is a very foreign concept to a lot of people to speak to themselves so even if, even if the inner dialogue isn't terrible, I think to look at yourself in the mirror is, is quite confronting. Um, yeah. yeah. So thanks for sharing that. I think it's a really good challenge to, to see how you go with it and find out for yourself how, where you are on the scale. And, um, and I say from myself as well, uh, even being the, teacher of that i found myself in places where it i would look at myself and all i wanted to say was horrible things criticize myself hate myself even though i knew that no what i have to say is something positive all i wanted to say was something not positive at all and most women what happens is that they they are not going to be able to say anything because they can hardly look at themselves just look so, so sad isn't it if like this touches me so so much because uh it all started like from really talking to friends and and 
my my friends they are like sisters and finding the painful point for them but also recognizing that we don't have space so that's the other issue of self-care is finding the time and space so that's another uh one second important practice that i that i ask for people is to really prioritize prioritize and prioritize because they will put themselves at the bottom of the list and um, there's always i don't have time i don't have time well there has to be time and space even if you start with three minutes one minute <laughs> you know so um it is it is very sad it touched me a lot Mm. Yeah, it's so important to take time for yourself. We've been, um, I've been this year, most of this year, taking, you know, up to an hour in the mornings for, for myself and not to, and not to work and not to, you know, do what I think I should be doing, but just to do what I want to do and to wake up slowly and to journal and to, you know, just just be and and approach the day from on on my terms and it definitely doesn't always happen and sometimes i've you know i do have to get up and and be on a podcast at 6 a.m in the morning and and i I sleep in or something beforehand um and it's never going to be perfect but i think if we just strive to to carve that out and you're right it's prioritized because it's not I don't have time. It's I, I won't make time is what you're really saying. It's true. And it's like, again, um, like you said, it doesn't have to be perfect, but also knowing that allowing yourself to know that it, you don't have to be perfect. It's already a, a, a big part of it because it's uh you're not trying to be perfect to other people but you just know that it's the quality of your day even that that you know for me i know the difference of my day when i do have my practices and i don't have my practices so i always try to accommodate i have different types of practices after all these years so sometimes it would be five minutes Yeah, and Sometimes. five minutes still can change your energy so much. So much, so much. Yeah. There are, like, so many resources. Like, now I know different techniques and different resources for all sorts of people because we're all different. So it's amazing that we have so hypnotherapy or um, activation, Akashic sounds or whatever it is, like, so many things. And they all work. And because we are all different, it will be wired for different people. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And, yeah. I think people underestimate how much, how powerful just a short amount of time can be. I mean, if you could walk to like out your front door, walk to the nearest street corner briskly and back, like your energy will be changed and you will have been gone five minutes Or think about how you would feel if you had headphones in and you had like your favorite song and you were dancing for five minutes, like you would just, (laughs) it's, it's worlds apart. And so don't think that you have to spend an hour, like, yes, start with a few minutes and just, and it, it can totally just change your, 
change your, your mind and change your, your attitude towards things. So why, why is self-care not selfish, Ellen? Well, the, the thing is there was a cultural, societal, obviously we, most of us have been brought up in a patriarchal society. So there was just this in doctrine that women had to give, give, give. We were here to serve. And this has nothing to do with religion, by the way. Like, it doesn't really matter. I'm talking about most cultures. If you dig into it, um, we have been all those um, different movements that brought us as women as to where we are. But there are still things that really, really deep, deep, deep ingrained. And even this whole approach of uh, the woman entrepreneur and in business having to push hard and fast and stronger and achieve and do and da 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 da. And by the way, I was totally that. <laughs> and I loved it. Loved it. I'm not saying here that that's not bad, that's not good. <laughs> Use my words. I'm just saying that there has to be a balance. It can't be just, you know, masculine, masculine or young, young, young. The whole world, going back to energy, is about polarities. It's about the balancing. Feminine, masculine, the sun, the moon, yin, yang, all, all sorts of, um, not just physics, not just yoga, but even feng shui. So there has to be a balance. And for women like me, who loves the thrill of achieving and doing and, and pursuing. Um, if I don't go and do the practices that will balance my feminine side, I pay the price. I suffer. And not just me, but because we are beings of collectiveness. It's, it affects everyone. It affects all my relationships, it affects uh, how people actually get back that energy to, to me as well. So it's, um, it's something that we just need to be aware. And uh, as women as well, we just need to raise up and, you know, be also the, the feminine power. It's totally fine. It's not going back to the ancient times at all. And we acknowledge all the amazing things that we are now able to do because of the woman be before us that sacrificed and, and fought and all that. But um, now we have the privilege place of doing, integrating everything. And it has to come from us because uh, that's where I bring the goddess culture. This is the job of the goddess to balance her world. And um, if I dig a little too, too much into that, it's something else. But uh, <laughs> we can't be expecting that, you know, men will have that, that place in their minds. So, yeah, it's not fighting. It's not a fight of the sexes. It's not fight for power, nothing like that. It's um, just finding the time for the goddess to create space, to place herself in a place uh, in a place of priority because nobody else is going to do that 
But because of how we have been brought up, we think that if I take time from my family or from my work, then it's, it's selfish. I shouldn't be doing that. But it is not. It's a simple um, thing of how you're going to give out of an empty cup. You can't. But it's, most of us don't even notice that. We don't, we don't know until it's a bit too late. We're burnt out. And then uh, it's a harder job. It's a harder work to, you know, re-nourish and, and reactivate and re-energize. So uh, the message is, I think it's a, a simple message because everyone's like, yeah, of course, self, self-care is not selfish. But look, <laughs> look and what place of priority your self-care really is. It's more like um, a call out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, we do, we, we often, and it's, it is quite unfortunate, but I think a lot of the time we keep our promises to everybody else and we break the promises that we have for ourselves. So even if we've said, you know, I'm going to go for a walk today or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to eat well, or I'm going to, whatever, that's the first you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have lunch off or whatever. That's the first promise to go when something else comes up. And I think you're right. We do need to flip it, and we do need to go. No, that's the one I need to keep the most, so that I can continue to be good in everything else that I do. And I think, yeah, a couple of years ago, I heard a saying that as women, or as you know, as the center of our businesses, I don't even think it was about women, but for me. For, for me, I think that women often are that we, we bear the children and we we nurture them and we are the foundation of our, of our home. And you heard me say, like, my husband's amazing and he does more than his fair share, but I, but I think we, we centre it. And I know that that's really stereotypical and a lot of women don't like to hear it or admit it or whatever. But in my experience, it is, it is me in my home that that directs everything like I'm in control of the family calendar and for my friends a lot of us are the center of that and 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 the director of that and it's okay to own that and as the foundation of our of our families and as the foundation of our businesses we need to be strong in order to have all of that running well and this the thing that I heard was that you know we are the million dollar racehorse and if you had a million dollar racehorse, you wouldn't run it on four hours sleep a night and you wouldn't just feed it junk and you wouldn't, you know, not train it and then expect it to win the race. You would, you know, you would make sure that it had optimal rest, optimal nutrition, optimal, um, optimal exercise. And why do we not then put those same concepts on ourselves and treat ourselves so poorly and then expect ourselves to perform and not just from a business capacity, but perform emotionally and relationally and, and, and have life go how we want it to go and fulfill our potential. Like I think we, we need to come back to that. I don't like, then again, uh, I try to never emphasize too much on the tantric perspective, like the sexual part, but that, is the first thing to go. Sexuality is the yeah. first thing to go because you run out. 
And We're because tired, yeah. your force is run out, your, your creative power, your sexual energy is just not working. That's the first sign. But that sexual energy is what sparks everything else in life. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, but obviously it's not something that we have been talking about, right? It's put on, on the side. But um, I think now that you, you asked about the book, I think selfish, uh, self-care is unselfish was almost like a mantra that I, had, I was telling myself yeah. over and over. I had to tell myself. And that's why it, the book was called that. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you teach your clients to cultivate that sexual energy? And if that's an area that people are are struggling with or they have let slide, I mean, I know for, for me personally that how I'm relating to my husband in, in that way is a barometer for, for the relationship, how we are at the moment and how we're relating to one another. And then, of course, because that's your most close intimate relationship, that if that isn't great, then everything else in life is not going to be great. So I totally agree with you that that, that sexual that sexuality is such a massive indicator of where we are in our lives. So how do we, how do you cultivate that? So um, the the best way to do is using the physical body that we have because as the human beings we are, um, this is the best mechanism, really. You know, so um, it's through movement because you just need to move energy. And for men and women, it would be different. Okay? So for the men, usually you, you're going to do that movement of energy from the, the hip area. And for the women, we do from the heart area. And there are many ways of doing that. Yoga, obviously, it's like an obvious one. And, but even like the people who uh, initially don't practice yoga, um, even just like people that don't exercise, once they start exercising, things change, mm. right? Yeah. So, um, and then also breathing work. So that's why also so important for the new mom. And I felt this firsthand. <laughs> um, even not being able to do uh, workouts like I used to do before. And I also could not do yoga for like 18 months because I had a C-section, but I also have a, had a severe diastasis. So breath work and pelvic floor work, are you cannot skip, you know? And because imagine that for the women after giving birth, everything changes there, not just in the, like the physical aspect of it, like your organs are all moved out of place and your, your abdominals are open and can't hand, like handle things there, but also the energy aspect of it. It's really changed because that's how we can create the life and, and nurture and keep them, but also give entrance, their entrance to the world. And then you have to regulate all of that. And it's through breath and the pelvic floor work or the inner core. So to clarify, people will be starting off differently. 
So we need to really check in on how uh, not just physically they are doing, but emotionally and assess a little bit on their relationships, whether they're in a relationship or not. And like the other people that are interfering on the energy exchange. So if there is uh, a partner or if there's more people involved in the relationship as well, all those things affect. And the more we know, the better we can really create uh, a better approach. But for most people, I would just say, uh, for my clients, I would start with like simple postures or stretching exercises and breathing exercises. And then just ask them like, what is your favorite sport or what's your favorite um, physical activity? Dance for women is amazing, amazing. So I would encourage every woman to do whatever dance they, they would like, even if it's Zumba, it doesn't matter. But women and dance is the best, the best medicine because we need to express and uh, like we need art and we need beauty, we need music. So that is a, like a fast track for women. And for men as well, um, like it really depends. Like some men are a little bit more alpha than others. So we need to figure that out as well. Yeah, I can't imagine my husband dancing for pleasure. <laughs> really, you could be surprised. I've seen everything. <laughs> like because once you release, you know, remember we all like blocks of energy that can be just shut off. Yeah, and yeah. once you start releasing this, like it's, it's magic. It's, literally magic like when energy is flowing like the even the way the posture or the way you move changes your voice changes the way you speak out changes yeah so yeah yeah true so true so maybe so if, for business. <laughs> yeah. well it's important for every area of our lives and if we're not good if if we aren't well if we aren't at our best how do we expect that that's going to carry through to our business like it's just we we are our business especially at the beginning and even later if we're the leader then we are the leader of our business like we it all comes back to us we can't be naive and thinking that it's a separate topic it's it's not because it's the it's our well-being it's who we are and it's how we we approach every area of our lives and we are more than just our business and we created our business for not just because we wanted money i mean yes we need to feed our families but usually there's something more to our business like you could do anything but you are choosing to help women in this way because it's more than just a way to you know contribute financially <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So maybe if you could talk us through really simply a really simple breath exercise that people can can do, and then of course I'll I'll link to the book, and then people can can get all of those resources there. But if they haven't done anything like breath work and hearing that is pretty foreign, what's something really simple? How can they just get started that they can do right now that'll take them you know just a couple of minutes? I'll give something that like you can do in five minutes, right? It probably is going to take us three minutes here, but it depends on 
how long you want to take. So just start by sitting comfortably, back straight, so it's spine upright, so that you are leaving that uh, the space for the energy flow to be open, right? And close your eyes, just relax the facial muscles, relax the shoulders, and just start by literally taking a deep breath through the nose and being aware of that breath. Pause and release through the mouth. One more time, inhale through the nose. Pause, observe, and this time try to make some noise. Just release, it could be any type of noise. And one more time. Now try to slow down. Inhale, one, two, three, four, pause for one, two, and exhale, relax every single muscle. Ah. And maybe even that last sound you felt, not only through the neck, the throat, but also from the heart, the, your, your chest. And now we are going to do this, which is uh, the alternate breath. It's really good for activating the brain, so it will put you in a state of flow and focus, but calmness as well. So you're keeping the first and the second finger, bring it to the forehead. Now we're going to inhale, exhale, and close the right nostril with your tongue. Now inhale, left, pause, close, with your ring finger. Open the right nostril and exhale. Inhale to the right. Pause, close with your tongue. Exhale left. Inhale left. Close, exhale right. Inhale right, close, exhale left. Inhale left, close, exhale right. And you keep doing a few more times in your own pace. Inhale, exhale left. Inhale left. Close, exhale right. Just keep going. On the last time when you exhale through the right nostril, then release. Take a really deep breath through your nose. Fill your lungs with air, expand your whole chest, your whole body. Keep expanding. Exhale. And completely relax. Now with your eyes still closed, we are going to inhale 
and just do like little breaths of exhale as you push your stomach out and release you start feeling a little bit more warmth okay we're gonna do that one more time inhale fully through your nose and exhale a little bit faster Now I'm going to do this just one more time and then again you try to go as fast as you can, always pushing your stomach out and that will create a lot of heat and you're going to feel that the heat comes from the center of your body when you place your hand right in front of your navel and if there is a straight line that goes to the inside of your body, that's your center. Okay, And as you do this exercise one more time, you can imagine a bright glowy yellow ball right at the center and the more that you ex you expand and you exhale the bigger this bright yellow ball glowy ball it becomes okay inhale exhale Now to some people this might be, that's why it's the last exercise, uh, a silly thing to do. You can stay with your eyes closed just for a little bit, just being aware of the heat that was created and you would feel more energetic and throughout the day you can do this a few more times. If you have a meeting, something that you want to um, just show a little bit more confidence or just to change the course of the day really. Right? Uh, this is a very quick, practical exercise. You don't have to be so loud. Some people get really loud. But you can just do as well just by exhaling. That also work. And then finally open your eyes. And yeah. <laughs> Thank you so <laughs> much. <laughs> so sorry to, to break the mood now with my... <laughs> But yeah, no, thank you so much. That's really, that's really helpful. And I think very outside of the norm of what a lot of people are, are doing and how they might have approached it. So thank you so much for, for taking the time to go through that. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Well, I think that's a really lovely note to, to end on. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we, um, before we close out? Well, no, just um, my book is uh, being published this month and it, it had been pushed twice. The book is ready. Everything is ready. It was just me energetically. I felt like holding it off a little bit. And the date was supposed to be the 19th of October, but uh, it's been pushed to the end of the month. Okay. And uh, after consulting with a few people, um, I asked them if it was okay to push and they said there is no rush this year, absolutely no rush, but don't hold the message for too long because obviously this could be a life changer for some people and I believe that as well. So the, I'm still offering a preview of my book, a free chapter, which is a free self-care 
uh, assessment. And on the link is literally mybook.ellencosta.com and anyone can download the preview and like know when the book is out there already. It will be digital and it will be also paper version. So yeah, I just wanted to um, say that I, I'm, I'm excited and I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> It's time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's time. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. So I'll put that link definitely um, in the show notes so that people can go and get that. And I think that's a really great place to start is to have that subjective, objective assessment <laughs> assessment so that um, you know where, to, where you can start and yeah. where, where you are really at because I think what becomes our norm can can be that and it can be the normal and it potentially might not be a good normal but we well because someone could be thinking oh but I think I take good care of myself because I do work out I go to the gym I do this and I do that and um it's great but it could not be it as well Mm. yeah might might, might not be enough yeah we we definitely need to look at more pillars than just exercising so yeah yeah. So thank you so much for, for spending this time with me. We've had an epic chat, which has been great. So um, thank you. <laughs> I think we've been an hour. I think we've been an hour. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you you taking the time and taking us through all of that and, and, and bringing your, your honesty and your expertise to, to our listeners. So thank you, Ellen. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Mum Style Business Podcast. One more thing before you go. I would love to be able to practically support you with free live marketing coaching every single week. So head on over and join the Social Marketing Method Facebook group. Connect with other successful women in business, combining ambition and motherhood and making a real impact in their families and in the world. To join, go to AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash group or search for The Social Marketing Method on Facebook. Can't wait to see you there.